Hey guys, I want to welcome you to another episode of Crown of Convos, where every jewel you receive here gets you one step closer to receiving your crown from God. Now, y'all, these jewels are not intended for you to just take, put them in your pocket, and go on about your day. What you want to do is take them back to God and start your own conversation with him, where he will provide you um, insight, instruction, and increase. I am your host, Aaliyah, and I am so happy that you're joining me today. So, you guys, this is the third episode in... I don't know how long I'm like keep noting what episode we're in, but I'm always like excited because I'm still, I guess, just in shock that he still wants me to do this. And he has been like kind of shifting my mindset towards it for me to uh, recognize it as an honor. Because for me, I'm like, Lord, I could serve you from the back of the room. Like, I don't have to be out here. I could do this back there. And he's like, no, I want to show you off. Like, I took this mess. <laughs> I took this mess and I, I did it all over. And now you're my trophy and I want to show you off to the world. I want you to be on the front lines. I want people to know and understand that they could go through hell and come out on the other end of it looking great, feeling great. Um, really living life as if they were already in heaven, like really understanding and knowing that everlasting love in life is available to us and we don't have to die um, and, and have that. Like we can have that here on earth. And so over the last couple of days, I just really still been in shock because um, I just don't understand his purpose of wanting to use me but he does, and again, he shifted my outlook on it. Like, instead of me um, just being so focused on how things look or why I got to be in the front, really take it as a compliment that he wants to use me because there are many other people he could use. Like, there are people who have been saved since birth, and the first time he say do something, they going to do it. Me, he got to wrestle with me a little bit. <laughs> He got to wrestle with me a little bit because I got questions. Why I got to do that? Why someone's going to got to do it? How long is it going to take? What you going to give me? <laughs> like, he got to deal with that. And But he's he is very much shifting my, my outlook on it. So um, every day I'm praying, like, continue to remove the shyness out of me and help me to take it as an honor that you want to use me in this way. You want to use me to speak to your people because I have been through real life stuff um, and I get to have my life be used like, man, you've been through some stuff. Me and my mom was just talking about this the other day. I done been through some stuff that a 50 year old may never have experienced, right? So, but I'm, I'm on the other side of it. So I have a story to tell. And it's so crazy because that is going to be what today's lesson is about. But before we get started, y'all, if y'all can hear it, if y'all can, I am stuffy. I am stuffy. I have like, I don't know if it's sinuses or allergies or what, but I got the stuffy nose. I got the pressure in my face. I got the sore throat. I got the headache. I got the grogginess and the sluggishness to where I don't even want to get out the bed half the time I can't keep my eyes open like my sister was just laughing at me the other day because we were just sitting on the couch talking and she looked up and I was asleep with my mouth open because I couldn't breathe out my nose <laughs> so I've been going through it the last couple of days but I'm gonna do this um I'm gonna do all the other stuff I gotta do too 
So y'all just bear with me um, with that. <sighs> so now that, and also let me just say something um, about last episode. So y'all, I did not know that it was that hard, like trying to edit. Like not even editing, but even sitting still long enough to get a video completed. That is harder than it looks. Y'all, last episode was really a struggle for me. And I posted it yesterday. So it was posted yesterday. But even up to yesterday, I wasn't going to post that. Like, I was like, God, I could just do redo it. Like, I'll say the same things. I'll just redo it. And he's like, no, you're going to post this. You're going to push through and you're going to post this. Because Lord knows I did not want to post that. It was three different splits. I feel like it was all over the place. And, um... The video, like, even though that video that's posted is 49 minutes, it was so much longer before I edited it. But editing takes so much out of you. It took that whole week for me to edit it because I got so frustrated, I had to stop and come back to it. And see, one thing about it, when you are on Kingdom Assignment, the enemy does not like that. He doesn't. So he's going to bother you. He was messing with my laptop where I have having I was having issues with my laptop thinking do I need to get another laptop right now like it was so much going on y'all but I made it I got it out so I'm super happy about that he cannot win and one thing about me I don't like to give the enemy credit for nothing anything that happens in my life or that I do that's wrong or anything, I don't like to get the enemy credit for anything because I don't like for him to think that he got to say so over here. He don't. You can't make me do nothing. You can't let nothing happen to me because I'm going to praise my way through it. So I don't, I don't really like to give him credit, but he, he, he was doing some stuff y'all, but we made it out and we put him to rest. We shamed him. So, y'all, <clears throat> one of the things that I talked about um, in the last episode at the very beginning was how, like, when I came into agreement with God about the podcast, um, I didn't want to have to go backwards or even, like, address certain things that people would say or question. Because, you know, when you're on a platform, somebody is going to take something that you said and twist it all around so that it fits their narrative and it supports whatever idea they want to have. Some they, bro, they do it. People do it so much. And me, when I witness it, I'm not really a person who likes to comment on stuff in the, in the public platform because I just really feel like, your opinion, just because you have one, don't mean you have to put it out there. I wish people had that same mindset because everybody be having like the wildest opinions. And it's like, why you couldn't keep that to yourself? Like, why did you feel like this was the place or the time for you to, you could have said that out loud in your room if you just need to say it out. People just be coming online, just spewing hate. And I remember when people used to hate, <laughs> when people used to hate, it was like low-key hate. Like people are out out loud haters now. Like that is just so crazy to me. You don't care that you're a hater. Like you want to be a hater out loud in front of everybody. You want the world to know that you're a hater. That is so crazy to me that y'all just, that's what y'all take social media as, just a platform for you to be a hater. And if you say something to somebody, they be quick to say, well, everybody got an opinion. But yours is filled with hate. Why do you want to put that out into the atmosphere? Why do you want 
somebody to feel bad about something. You want somebody walking around being sad or mad or upset because of your comment. Like, you want to be responsible for something like that? You hate her? Like, that is just crazy to me. Yeah, I, I didn't want that because I don't... God has tamed my tongue at this stage of my life, but there was a point where I did not have a filter. And the first thought that popped into my head was the first thing that I said. Whether it hurt somebody's feelings or not, I didn't care. Especially if you bothered me first, I definitely did not care. But he had to do a thing in me. And so one of the things that he has been teaching me is being tolerant of others that are not like me, that don't have the same morals as me, that does not have the same principles as me, like still being tolerant of those. Because again, he can use anybody. He can use me to speak a word into them, or he can even use them to speak a word into me. Now, I'm going to be real. I'm somebody who stand on certain principles. And when I stand on business, I stand on business, period. Like, that's it. I stand on business about whatever I believe in. I'm not a person who can easily be persuaded. You cannot easily get me to think something else. I got to do my own research and have my own experiences to feel anything. So I'm not that person. And if you don't stand on business like I stand on business, you can't be around me. You can't you can't be around me. I'm, that's just how I was. And again, like he's saying, how can I use you if you're like that? And I, I even started bending in a way like, all right, Lord, well, they don't got to think exactly like me because if somebody was my clone and they thought exactly like me, then I can't learn from them and they can't learn from me. So they could think, you know, a little bit different than me, but they got to at least have the same core values and stuff like that. But that's just not how God works. God will have you minister to somebody who you in another life, you might actually like hate, like you may resent them for whatever reason. And um, so, yeah, that's what he's working on me because I've actually like shunned a lot of people, um, a lot of family members like, bruh, if we weren't family, I wouldn't be around you. I don't I don't like the type of person that you are. I don't like these type of manner, mannerisms and behaviors that you have. I don't like that. And while I still stand on that, because, again, I stand on business about how I feel, but I try to mind my business. Because God could still have me minister to that person or God could still have that person minister to me. And if I'm close hearted because I just dislike how they are, I'm going to miss that moment. I'm going to miss whatever that moment is supposed to be. And I'm telling y'all, I have family members that I'm like. Mm -mm, mm -mm. But I had to. Just get out of my own way, get out of my own thoughts. Like, yeah, you don't do things like me. You don't act like me. But if God ever had me needed me to get a message to you, I'm going to get that message to you with no problem. I'm going to say what I got to say, and then I'm going to go on about my business. Like, that's just how that's going to be. Now, you know, I like to Google stuff. So I had to Google the definition of tolerant. And to be tolerant means to show a willingness to allow the existence of opinions or behavior that one does not necessarily agree with. Um, yeah, I just said I'm terrible. I have a zero tolerance for nonsense. Anything that I deem as nonsense or something that doesn't make sense, I have a zero tolerance for it. But you can't be like that. And part of the thing that God revealed to me 
um, is that I had a hard time accepting people or accepting the versions of people that I wanted them to be. So because they wasn't the version of them that I wanted, I didn't have a tolerance of them. So I, I create... I created this image of what this person was or what this person should be like or what the rules are. And because they don't live up to that, it's a problem for me. But the thing is, you have to accept people where they are, not who you want them to be, not who you raised them to be, not who you partner with them, who they were. You have to start accepting people where they are at that time. And it doesn't mean that you have to maintain long, committed relationships with them. It just depends on how God wants y'all to be partnered he it just depends on the dynamic of the relationship god wants you to be in with this person and so um <clears throat> it's important it's very important to be tolerant of others because again like i've been saying god can use anybody he can use anybody for anything yes he can use that that person who used to be a drug dealer to minister to you yes he can use that person who used to um beat people to start being a to open a care facility or something like that like god can use anybody you could be in a jail ministering to a group full of murderers and one of those murderers have a testimony that ministers to your soul that ministers to something that you are going through that you have not told anybody about right but if you have a closed heart to that and you don't want to hear it just because of what this person looks like or because of what their past was or because you just don't think that they meet the qualifications to tell you anything. You will miss your moment. You will miss what God has for you. And you don't want to miss that. <clears throat> so if you've read the Bible, you know about Saul. Saul back in Acts. Saul used to be persecuting anybody who said Jesus' name. You said Jesus' name aloud, you dead. You in jail. He snatched you up just that quick. But then in Acts chapter nine god humbled him to where he started calling saul to speak to his people the same people that he was killing he was now speaking to those people not only speaking to them but really calling god's name out like saying that is son of man jesus is son of man jesus is real god is real this is saul this is the person who was just killing the people who said his name aloud Right, so y'all, I got my Bible today. This is, it is going to be heavily written with scriptures, okay? So, um, I just wanted to read this in Acts chapter 9, verses 20 through 22. Um, Immediately, he began proclaiming Jesus in the synagogues. He is the son of God. All who heard him were astounded and said, isn't this the man in Jerusalem who was causing havoc for those who called on this name and came here for the purpose of taking them as prisoners to the chief priests? But Saul grew stronger and kept confounding the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Messiah. God can use anybody. Do you hear me? He can use anybody to get a word through. He can use anybody for deliverance. He can use anybody to, to provide encouragement or comfort have you ever just like received a, a random text from somebody that you haven't talked to in a really long time and they just said something that ministered to your spirit they have no clue what's going on with you but what they said at that time is what you needed to hear don't you think god directed them to send that send that to so-and-so this is what i want you to say in this message 
Like that is how God works when it comes to being used by him. But you have to be a willing participant. You have to be open hearted to, to know and understand that God is available in anything and any person. That person may not be living life like Christ, but Christ can use them to get a message through to somebody if that's what he really wants to do. <clears throat> um, so the words that people plant into the lives of others is called seeds, right? So a seed is just the word of God. A seed is something that ministers to somebody's spirit and it's planted deep within their heart and God comes in at any point and he begins to water that seed. So God uses us to plant seeds in the lives of those around us. But you have to be open because if you're too... Um, if your tolerance is too low, you might not want to minister to the homeless man that you see on the corner because you're looking at him and you're like, why is he homeless? He should have did X, Y, Z. He only, oh, this is the infamous one. He only want to use the money for drugs or alcohol. That's not really your business. And, and honestly, being tolerant of people really calls for you to mind your business. It really calls for you to not put your opinion on somebody's life, on what they look like, on what they should look like, on what their life should be like. Being tolerant, in order for God to really use you, you have to learn to mind your business because he will use you to minister to the person that you do not like. He will use you to minister to an enemy. He will use you to minister to people like that. So you have to learn to mind your business. Mind the business that pays you and it ain't what's going on in their life. So um, I wrote down three ways God can use people, right? So deliverance is one of the reasons. And this is just the action of being rescued or set free. So deliverance comes in, in different ways. And one of um, the examples that I brought up was the friend who, um, who brought their friend before Jesus. This is in Luke chapter five, verses 18 through 25. So at this time, this man is handicapped and these friends, Jesus is in town. Everybody is crowded around Jesus. Everybody want to hear a word. Everybody want to receive a miracle. And these friends want to get their paralyzed friend in front of Jesus. So what do they do? They climb to the roof of a building and there's like a hole in the roof and they lower their friend down in front of Jesus. This paralyzed friend, they lowered their friend down in front of Jesus. And Jesus said, because of your friend's faith, your sins are forgiven. Because of their faith, because they had the faith to do all they had to do just to sit you in front of Jesus, your sins are forgiven. And because your sins are forgiven, you are healed. You have been delivered from whatever sin, whatever was holding you bondage, whatever sickness was holding you bondage, whatever aggravation was holding you bondage. Because of your friend's faith, you are healed from that. You are delivered from that. You are set free from that. So you no longer have to live like that. I thought I was going to read it. Well, I could still read it. <clears throat> so 18 through 25. Just then some men came carrying on a stretcher, a man who was paralyzed. They tried to bring him in and set him down before him. Since they could not find a way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on the stretcher through the roof tiles into the middle of the crowd before Jesus. Seeing their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. Then the scribes and the Pharisees began to think to themselves, who is this man who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? 
But perceiving their thoughts, Jesus replied to them, why are you thinking this in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven or to say, get up and walk. But so that you may know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He told the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your stretcher and go home. Immediately he got up before them, picked up what he had been lying on and went on, went home glorifying God. Like just free, free from whatever had kept him paralyzed for years on end. He had not been freed from that because of his friends. And, but what about it if his friends had not wanted to do that? His friends walking around freely. This is a paralyzed man. You can't do nothing. We got to carry you everywhere. We want to go have fun. We want to go to the pool. We want to go this place and that place. We got to carry you to go with us. You a little more baggage than what we want. But what if they had thought about that? They would have missed their moment for their friends to receive healing. Right? So that's just one of the ways that God will use us to deliver somebody. And so this is their friend actually doing something. But what about someone who is just present? Right? Because somebody, God can minister to people through words. God can minister to people through actions. But God can also use you to minister to somebody just by your presence, just by your aura. So you just have this, this magnetic energy that attracts somebody to you. So where they just see you and they're just like, I'm curious about this person. I'm curious about how this person carries themselves. I'm curious about this stance on this person. And that is that can be found in Luke chapter 19. It's the story of Zacchaeus and Jesus. So in this story, Jesus again was in town. Now y'all, the crowds used to go crazy when Jesus came to town because they needed to know about this man. So Jesus is in town. Everybody is crowding around him. Zacchaeus is like myself, short natured, and it is fine. We are okay. We are great people. But Zacchaeus is short, so he cannot see. So he climbs this tall tree and Jesus sees him. And Jesus says, Zacchaeus, I need you to come down because I need to be a guest in your house today. Zacchaeus had no clue why Jesus needed to be a guest in his house, but he knew to come. Now, the people in the crowd, when they saw that, they had a problem with that. And that's that's what I want to um, pinpoint. It says in verse 7, all who saw it began to complain. He's going to stay with a sinful man. But Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, look. I'll give half of my possessions to the poor Lord. And if I have extorted anything from anyone, I'll pay back four times as much. Today, salvation has come to this house, Jesus told him, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man has come to seek and to save the lost. Jesus ain't even saying nothing to him. And Zacchaeus just came and poured out his heart, knowing that he had been wrong, knowing that he was a sinful man, but in the presence of God, he needed to confess and he needed to redeem himself y'all let me tell you deliverance is a whole it's it's a whole thing like i didn't really know what deliverance was but god has had me in a couple different encounters where he has used me to deliver somebody and he has used somebody to deliver me and i still think it's just crazy to this day because those have been like short short-term encounters where after the after the deliverance took place we no longer talk to each other. I'm cool with that. But it's just so cool how he will use you, how he will use an encounter to free somebody. Um, recently, he used me to minister to 
um, a gentleman who actually at one point in time had a really good relationship with God, but he did something that he wasn't supposed to do and he allowed himself to be condemned. And so he started hiding from God. He stopped reading the Bible like he was. He stopped going to church. He just, he loved God. He knew God. And I knew that he knew God just by different terms that he used with me in conversation. But he felt so guilty about what he had done that he allowed himself to be shamed out of the presence of God. So me and this gentleman were in each other's lives for like six days. Um, he was a cool person, but I ain't gonna lie. He lied a lot. <laughs> he lied a lot. And I had told God, um, listen, I don't know exactly what the purpose is here. But you know I don't play that lying stuff. You know I don't play people just unnecessarily lying. So I'm gonna need you to wrap this per wrap it up. Let's wrap this up. And the day after I told him that, <laughs> the day after I told him that, he removed the person out of my life like he gave me an escape. But he had revealed to me during that time that he used me to get to this person because this person who has been running from God, he now has an encounter with a woman who is a true woman of God, who talks God, who walks God, who knows God, and she allows God to lead her in everything, in anything. And so I remember the night, and, and see, my thing is, he thought, well, he, he could have thought that him having conversation with me about God was going to be his way into my life, right? You know, like people, when they know that you like certain things or you admire certain things, they start talking about it a lot and stuff like that. He probably thought it was going to be a way to get into my life, but he didn't know that I was just planting seeds in his life. And I was replanting the seed of faith and replanting the seed of God in his life. And so I remember the, God, the night that God ministered to me that that's what was happening. He was meeting me at the store and I told him I needed to go back into the store because right before he came, somebody came to my car and asked me to buy them something. So I was like, well, you could come in the store with me because I got to go back in here and I'm going to get this person something. So he was like, what did they need? They went and got the stuff. I intended to buy the stuff fully, but he ended up buying it. I don't know if it was to impress me or not, but he ended up buying that stuff. And so, again, just planting seeds of, of God moving and, and grooving and talking and walking like God, like God allowed me to replant those seeds back into his life. Another example of just being delivered by somebody's presence because you're listening to their word can be found in Acts chapter 10, uh, verses 10 through 16. Now, this is the story of Peter and Cornelius. So... Cornelius was like a devout soldier and servant of God. He paid his tithes and stuff like that. And God was paying attention to him. So he sent an angel to say, listen, God sees everything that you're doing and he is pleased with you. Send some men to go get this man named Peter. So he sends the men to go get Peter. Now, at the same time, he is having this encounter with the angel. Peter is having an encounter with God. Um, it says like the gates of heaven open and a large sheet is, is rolled out with different types of animals on it. And God's voice says, Peter, get up and kill these animals and eat it. And I'm going to go to what um, Peter actually said to him. Verse 13, it says, a voice said to him, get up, Peter, kill and eat. No, Lord, Peter said, for I have never eaten anything impure and ritually unclean. Again, a second time, the voice said to him, what God has made clean, do not call impure. This happened three times and suddenly the object was taken up into heaven. And when you go down to verse 28, 
It says, Peter said to them, you know, it's forbidden for a Jewish man to associate with or visit a foreigner. But God has shown me that I must not call any person impure or unclean. Right. So what, what you view as a nasty person, an impure person, a person that you just cannot fathom being around, like you will rather die before being around that person. God can use you to minister to that person. God can use that person to minister to you. Right? So you have to learn to live among people who are not like you. You have to learn to be accepting of people. It doesn't mean that you have to confound to their ways. It doesn't mean that you have to start doing what, what they do. You can still be a very strong-minded person in the midst of people who are nothing like you. You can still be that person. And you can still be open-hearted that if they needed something, you can provide it for them. Right? So that's why you have to be open-hearted when it comes to all the people that are around you. There are different people. This world is made of so many different people. And whether we agree with what they do or what they say or what their lifestyle is, God can use this person. Your God using you does not have to be a long-term thing. Like it can be an encounter. It can be a five-minute conversation in the grocery store. It can be when you call your insurance company to talk to somebody and you end up venting to that person. I used to be that person before I even knew about any of this. I used to be that person where I'm calling to speaking to people on the phone and we ain't even talking about the medicine anymore because they're venting to me and I'm ministering to them about God, about life, about what it's like with various situations you feel what i'm saying like you can be used in any type of situation it don't matter it doesn't matter so another example of god using you to sow a seed and talk love and life to somebody can be found in john chapter 5 verses 1 through 9. so jesus just saw a lame man and he just simply asked him do you want to be healed and the man was like well, I don't think I can because um, I've been like this for 38 years. And Jesus simply said, get up and walk. So John chapter 5, verse 5. One man was there who had been disabled for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and realized he had already been there a long time, he said to him, do you want to get well? Sir, the disabled man answered, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, someone goes down ahead of me. Get up, Jesus told him, pick up your mat and walk. Instantly, the man got well, picked up his mat and started to walk. And so think of that in a spiritual sense. Like sometimes you just need somebody to speak life into you. Sometimes you just need somebody to tell you to get up, get out of whatever situation that you're in, get out of whatever funk you're in, get out of whatever depression or anxiety that you're in and come up with a different plan. And God can use people who are strangers or God can use people who you know. God uses my best friend, my best guy friend. He uses him all the time to speak love and life into me. One of the things that I am really terrible about is I'm a very harsh critic of myself because I come from being a certain type of person. Like, Y'all see this bubbly, smiley, want to help people type person. But four years ago, I hated the world. I hated everybody in it. And that was just my personality. I was very mean. I could be very disrespectful, un 
uncalled for. Like that was just my personality at that time. That's just what I did. And so um, because I care about people the way that I care about people, I'm always looking to be a better me not just for me, but the people who I'm attached to, my son, my mom, my sisters, my my dad, my, my grandparents, my uncles, my aunts, my cousins. Like, I just want to be a good person to them. My, my manager, like my coworkers, like I need to ensure that I am the best version of myself that I can be. And sometimes that calls for me to be a very harsh critic of myself to where I think that I'm doing worse in the area that I really am. So... Uh, like I said, my best friend, he is very much a person who can snap me out of that, who can speak a word of love to me, who can speak of encouragement, and he, who can even tell me, like, I don't think you're thinking about that right. Like, I don't think that's what it is. I think you're great in these areas. I'm very proud of you. Y'all, I could do the most simple things. Like, it was a time when I wasn't really going out a lot and stuff like that. And I could tell him, oh, yeah, I had to go to the grocery store today and I had to do this. And he would say, I'm just proud of you. Like, that's like the simplest thing ever. But he noticed the growth in me. He noticed um, where I was coming from and what I was doing now, doing differently. And he would send me a word of encouragement and it, it would really just boost me. Like it would cause me to want to do more. Be just randomly hearing somebody say that they're proud of you. Even another recently, I just recently received a message from someone who um, told me they were proud of me. Like they see that I'm a single mom and they see how, you know, my family lives with me. And so I'm doing X, Y, Z and they know that it's it could be a lot, but I'm doing it and I'm doing it well. And he don't even know when he sent that to me, like it really touched on me because a lot of the things that I do trying to be so much for so many different people, it can be very wary sometimes. Like it can be heavy on me. And so sometimes God would just send those people to pour into me because I'm always pouring into somebody else. I'm always pouring and speaking love and life to somebody. But I don't really have that, to be honest. To be, I, Like I have my best friend, but we don't, we might not talk as often as we used to. So it's very rare um, now when I can have just a random encounter with somebody is telling me that. So sometimes God would just send random people to say, I'm proud of you, whether I have a relationship with them or not, just to say, I'm proud of you. And I think that is the greatest thing. Not to mention y'all, it came from a person who I had a really like, I don't want to say bad history with, but Years ago, when we used to deal with each other, I did not like him. So when we stopped dealing with each other, I had I had this idea of who he was. He was just the devil in my mind. Like, I didn't want to accept nothing from him. So to see how God has transitioned our relationship um, and to where he can use him to sow a seed into me, to plant a seed in me, to pour into me, like, I think it's great. And you just have to be open because if I was still in the same mindset that I was in a long time ago, I wouldn't have received that. I don't care what you think. I don't care if it is a good thing. Like, that was, like, where my mindset was. Somebody could say the nicest thing, but I didn't, if I didn't like them, I didn't care what they said about me. It only could come from somebody that I value, right? But because God has done a thing in me, I was able to accept that because you have to understand that even though it is a physical person doing it 
It is God giving that person the words to say. God is telling that person what to say to you. God is causing that person to pour into you. And that's in like Exodus chapter four, when God was calling for Moses to go lead the people. And Moses was like, well, who am I that they're going to listen to me? And who am I? How, how, what can I say? Like, you know, I have a stuttering problem. And it said, um, but Moses replied to the Lord, please, Lord, I have never been eloquent either in the past or the, or recently, or since you have been speaking to your servant, because my mouth and my tongue are sluggish. The Lord said to him, who placed a mouth on humans? Who makes a person mute or deaf, seeing or blind? It is not I. Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and I will teach you what to say. You feel what I'm saying? Like, it is God speaking to you through this person. So you don't want to be so quick to shun somebody just because they look different than what you expect them to look like. Or because even because you have a bad past with them, like you may have experienced a different version of them in the past. And now you don't want to accept them trying to pour into you or them trying to sow a seed into your life. Now, I'm not talking about somebody talking to you negatively or speaking death over your promises or speaking death and just bad stuff over your life but i'm talking to those who are coming to you and trying to pour into you and trying to just spread love and light to you and just encourage you to continue moving forward why wouldn't you want to accept that seed just because of who it come from so no you have to be willing to be tolerant of those around you and so um the next way that god will use people is just to observe you just to see who you are, just to see how you move. So I wrote down examples of righteous living. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 6 through 7, it says, So you received the message with joy from the Holy Spirit, in spite of the severe suffering it brought you. In this way, you imitated both us and the Lord. As a result, you have become an example to all the believers in Greece throughout both Macedonia and Achaia. Right? So, this person ain't even saying nothing to the people, but their willingness to endure what God is taking them through and their willingness to transform and transition out of their old life to their new life with Christ. People are watching you. Y'all, you don't never know who has their eyes on you. You never know that. And God can use you to minister to somebody just through your life. My life has ministered to people. Not just through this podcast, but when I get to telling people some of the things that I have been through, they just don't understand how I'm even standing. It's God. God is the reason that I am still standing because it is not within my own strength. I'm okay with sitting down. <laughs> I'm okay with laying down. Like I don't have to be standing. I'm cool. But God, God has his hands on me. Because he wants to use me to sow into other people. One of my favorite verses that I've come across that kind of helped me with my mannerisms, have helped me with my tough exterior, is 1 Peter chapter 3. And though this is talking about how a wife should be with her husband, it is one of the things that I've had to learn for myself because I used to be a very hard body type woman, like... I wasn't a sweet person. I was I was sweet 
underneath all of that and it only came out in waves like i might be sweet and then for the next three months i'm just mean to everybody not to shut down and even if i feel like i'm being too sweet to you and i feel like you about to take advantage then i'm gonna just get hard body again and be rude and just shut down and be real guarded that's what it was i was very guarded but i was guarded in situations that i didn't have to be guarded but i just didn't know the difference because again all i knew was hurt so all I wanted to do was guard myself against what anybody had to say. Anybody had to say what anybody had to do. So in 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 4, it says, In the same way, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands, so that even if some disobey the word, they may be won over without a word by the way their wives live. When they observe your pure, reverent lives. Even if some disobey the word, they may be won over without a word by the way their wives live when they observe your pure, reverent lives. Don't let your beauty consist of outward things like elaborate hairstyles or wearing gold jewelry or fine clothes, but rather what is inside the heart, the imperishable quality of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is a great worth in God's sight. Right, so it has helped me to like, understand the difference in power and influence to see a lot of people they they get that power they want that power they seek to just lead people they seek to just you're gonna listen to me you're gonna do what i say and i'm not gonna lie at some point in time i've had that same mindset but i realized y'all it's so much authority and influence by not commanding somebody to be a certain way through your words, but by your actions, by them seeing your actions and saying, I want to be like her. I want to be like him one day. And them making the steps and doing what they got to do to get there. I didn't say a word at all. You just watching my life. You just seeing how I live. You seeing how things are working out for me. And you're like, I want to get like that. How can I get like that? What can I do to be in that place? Right? So God can use you to plant a seed in somebody just through observation, just by them being in your presence, by them seeing how you handle situations, by them seeing you go through the fire and come out on the other end, refined and purified and just a completely different person. And them being curious, like, what kind of God will take her out of all people? Because I know y'all should probably be thinking that about me. What kind of God will take her out of all people and turn her into this person? So just through observation, God can allow you to plant a seed. But see, if you're, I don't want to be in certain type of environments, or I don't want to be around those type of people, you're going to miss your mark. You're going to miss your opportunity to plant a seed of love and life to somebody. You're going to miss the moment where you can help somebody transition to their life, help somebody answer their calling to God. You can miss that if you aren't tolerant of being around people who you don't like, who are not like you, who you just don't agree with how they handle things. And you don't want to miss your mark, y'all, because there is god has so much in store for his children god has so much in store for his children you don't want to miss that not just for your game but just seeing how other people are y'all so, so the words that i just posted yesterday i sent it to a friend 
I didn't send her the first videos, but I sent it to, I didn't send her the first video the first week that I posted it, but yesterday I ended up sending her both videos. And she ended up coming to me, confessing something that she had been through and how my videos helped her. And I ain't gonna lie, that made me feel so good because if we being honest, she's a friend that's been in my life for a long time, but there was a point in her her life where she was, she always had something going on. And sometimes it could be draining. And so I separated myself from her. And we weren't close like that. We would check in with each other every now and then, but we weren't close. And God led me to send it to her. God led me to send it to her for whatever reason. Because like I said, I send the videos out to not everybody in my contact list. If I see your, your number and I feel led to send it to you, then I'm going to send it to you. If I don't feel led, then I'm, I'm not going to send it. And so for God to tell me to send it to her and I send it to her and I had that kind of response, it made me. And then we ended up talking today and she not even the same person that she was the last couple times that we talked to each other. But imagine if I didn't want to send it to her because I'm like, God, she just so drama filled. I don't have time. I don't want to hear about no drama in her life. She always got something going on. I don't want to hear about that. Imagine had I missed that mark and sending her that word that she needed. At that moment that she needed it. At the moment that I sent it to her is the moment that she was going through something. And my, my video kind of like cut in, in the middle of what she had going on. Right. So you have to get out of yourself. You have to get out of how you feel. And let me tell you, one of the things that God told me one day um, in what I was something I was going through and I was crying to him. And I'm like, God, this my feelings is hurt. And he straight up told me your feelings have no place in the kingdom. I was like, oh, my bad. Like. What you mean? <laughs> and it's not to say that God doesn't care about your feelings, but if you're allowing your feelings to lead you, then you are going to miss what you are supposed to be doing. Y'all know how many feelings we feel in one day? Feelings come and go. The feelings that stay are the ones that you have attached to yourself. Somebody can pinch you right now and you have the choice and whether you want to stay mad the whole day, whether you want to laugh about it, whether you want to cry about it, whether you want to be sad about it for three minutes and then go on and forget about it, the feelings that stay are the feelings that we have latched onto. If you allow your feelings to lead you in how you are going to interact with somebody, you are going to miss something. And that is not a good place to be because God moves fast. He moves swiftly. Anybody will tell you that. He moves fast. So... I'm going to help y'all. I'm going to try to help y'all. Because listen, I'm still a work in progress. I'm, I'm still, I'm still, I'm talking to y'all about real life stuff. Because this is real life stuff that I still have to deal with now. Right? So, I'm going to help y'all attempt to deal with problematic people. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 verses 24 through 26. 25, excuse me. It says, a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone, be able to teach and be patient with difficult people. Gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. 
that's how you deal with people who are different than yourself. You look to be more like God. You look to be able to teach, be able to be used by God to everyone, to anyone. Y'all know those um those movies, this just came to me. Y'all know those movies with like the bad children and the teacher come in and they just don't get along with each other. And by the end of it, they love each other. Sister Act, you could think about Sister Act, but also one of my favorite movies is Dangerous Minds. Um, and it was just, it's a crazy movie. Um, she comes in, I haven't watched it in years, but I'm gonna try to remember it. She comes in, she's a new teacher. She's in a low income area. The kids don't like her. Um, she thinks the kids are rough, but she's, she works with them and she starts backing them because the school system does not back them. The school system doesn't even want to give them new books. Doesn't want to like, it, it, it has already called them like a loss, like they're a lost cause. So the school don't even want to back her. So she actually has to start coming out of pocket. If she want better things for the students, if she want to do stuff for them, she got to come out of pocket for it. So she starts backing them. But imagine if she did not do that. And then the kids started graduating because these kids weren't graduating. They kept getting left back. Imagine if she didn't back them. Imagine if she just went with the teachers who were like, just ignore them. Just, just show up, but just don't pay no attention to them. Imagine if she supported those teachers and did not support these kids. She planted seeds of success in these kids. She planted seeds of I don't care what your situation is. I don't care what your home life is. You gonna graduate. You gonna pass this class. We gonna work together for you to pass this class. She planted seeds to let these kids know they could be somebody when every other teacher they've ever had and their own parents are saying they ain't gonna be nothing. They will never succeed. They not gonna be nothing. And she was that one teacher that planted that seed like y'all are going to be something. Y'all can have things. Y'all can do things. And I'm going to be the person to get you there. Then the kids started graduating, started going to college, started becoming successful because that one teacher planted that one seed. Y'all don't want to be that one person that planted that one seed to change the trajectory of somebody's life. That one experience with you, that one encounter with you can change how somebody's whole mind works. You don't want to be that. I want to be that. I wanted to be it from the back though, but it's it's cool. He want me uphill, so I do that. So um, another thing like this, this what's in our world now? Oh my gosh, I see this so much on social media. We want to match energy. Oh, you acting like this? I'm gonna match your energy, y'all. Why do y'all want to match? bad negative energy everybody on this earth right now is going through something why do you want to be that why do you want to match that energy why don't you want to be the person that changes how their day goes but you just want to be nasty because you're not even a nasty person for real but because they nasty to you you want to be nasty bad that's what you want to match that's what you want to put out into the world like, no. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 through 15 says, Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, 
humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you and you must forgive others. That's how you can deal with somebody who's problematic. Be eager to forgive them. Be eager to give them grace. They're having a bad day. Help them have a great day. I'll tell somebody real quick that's being rude to me. You know what? I hope you have a blessed day. You know what? I hope you have a better day than you're having now. And I mean it genuinely. Because one thing I had to learn is to not be offended by how somebody else is acting. I don't even know you. I ain't said two words to you before this conversation. So I know you're not mad at me. You mad at something that happened before your encounter with me. So what I don't want to do is I don't want to take your negative energy and absorb it. So now I'm being nasty to the next person. So I'm going to give you some love. That's what you need in this moment. I'm going to give you some peace. I'm going to be your encounter with grace. I'm going to be your encounter to show you that you are still worth something. Despite whatever you're going through, despite whatever you're feeling. That you are still loved despite that. That even though you're being nasty to me, I still love you and I'm still going to spread love to you because you're worth that. You're not just worth love when you're in a good mood. You're not just worth love when somebody when you're being nice to somebody. You're worth love when you're being nasty to people as well. And I'm going to give that to you. And let me tell y'all, y'all, it, it took me a long time to get there because I was real quick to match energy. Matter of fact, I didn't match energy. You was right here. Baby, I'm up here with you because you're not going to play with me. I'm the last person that you want to play with. But I'm not even like that. You right here and I'm down here somewhere. I don't care what you got going on. Because I, I, can't, I can't be upset with you because I cannot take this energy with me wherever I go. Whatever I'm about to do, I refuse to take this energy with me. I refuse to take your attitude with me. Keep your attitude over there. Matter of fact, get some of my attitude. Get some of my love. And I don't know. I don't know if God check y'all like he checked me. He checks me swiftly. I'm going to tell y'all this encounter that I had, and then we're going to wrap it up. So at my son's school, right, my baby is in pre-K. He is four years old. So I have a good relationship with the school staff. I'm, hey, how you doing? Why you looking sad today? You want me to bring you some lunch? I'm going to go get you a coffee like I'm that. I'm that. I, I give love. When I say I give love, like I'm not just saying it on camera. I give love to these people. And one day I woke up and I said, God, I just feel like loving on people today. So I'm going to go buy them some breakfast, some lunch. So I went to the school and I dropped them off and I got everybody lunch order. What y'all want to eat tonight? All right. So when it's time to go get their lunch, I go get their lunch. I bring it in. That day when I go get him, I hear that my son didn't eat. That's a problem for me because my baby is greedy. So what you mean he didn't eat? And I start investigating. Now me, I'm not a mama who just go off what's said. Now I got questions from A to Z and then we gonna go back up to A again. I got questions I need to know because I know my child. Now I'm not the mama who gonna ask questions about behaviors because my mama is a teacher and I'm understanding that kids, when they get in a different environment from their parents, they gonna act completely different person. So I don't question the behavior. You could tell some you could tell me my baby bit somebody's skin off. You might be lying, but I'ma believe it. And I'ma handle him. Just cause I know he got the capacity to act like that because he's not in my presence. 
So let me let me say I'm not just gonna believe that. I'm gonna ask him questions too. But at the same time, I'm not quick to be that parent to be like, oh my child don't do that. My child would never do that. I I wouldn't do that. I'm not that mom, right? So when they told me what happened, I got to ask questions why he didn't eat. They was he was having something that day that he wouldn't eat, and they know that if they serve him lunch, if he don't like it, give him an alternative: a grilled cheese sandwich, a turkey and cheese sandwich, or something. And I'm like, well, he wouldn't eat that, so y'all didn't offer him an alternative. Like, why he not eating? Y'all ate. I brought y'all lunch today. Why he didn't eat? So, um, what they said happened was that he peed on himself. And he, I guess he he was going to be in trouble. So, he just went and laid down. I had a problem with that. I didn't believe that because that don't sound like my baby. So, I went to the director and I'm like, listen, I don't know what they got going on. But we ain't doing that. The teachers were upset with me. They got upset with me. And I, I would be upset with me too because I was I was coming hard. I didn't curse them at her or nothing, but I had questions. I had questions about last week, this week. I needed to know because this don't sound like my child. So the next day, my baby didn't want to go to school, so I didn't send him. So then Friday, I sent him with lunch that day. And he didn't eat that day. When I, when I woke up that morning to take him to school, I started praying. And I prayed for me to forgive them. I prayed for me to be humble. I got into the school. I didn't speak to them. God wanted me to speak to them. Even if they didn't speak to me, he wanted me to speak to them first, and I wouldn't. So God sent me a word of the day. And he it, I forgot the word, but it was just meaning like silly and ridiculous. So then I prayed that afternoon before I came and got him. And I prayed like, Lord, help me to be humble again. When I went to get him, I still had an attitude, still wasn't acting right. And I thought I was right. I thought I was in the right because I didn't say anything wrong um, to them. But God sent me another word of the day. And I usually only get them one time a day. But this day, I got two day, two words. And he was telling me how I was making the situation, situation bigger than what it really was. And then when I learned that my son didn't eat, um, God was trying to show me that it wasn't the teachers. They didn't do anything wrong. My son was just being a picky eater. He just decided not to eat. So that's why he didn't eat. And God had to humble me because he said, even though you didn't say anything nasty to them, I see your heart posture. I see the nastiness in your heart. I see that you still got an attitude with them. I see that. And I'm not pleased with that. So coming on Monday, you need to go in that school and act like you got some sense and speak to them people. Yeah, I didn't do that. So Monday, I go to the school. I drop him off. And they started being funny acting. They they was funny acting. So they'll speak to Ashton. Usually they'll say, hey, mom. Hey, Ashton. But um, they started just speaking to him. So, but then a parent came and they spoke to the parent. <laughs> so I said, oh, y'all just ain't speaking to me then. And I left. Do you know by the time I got to the parking lot, I was pulling out, God had me to call the school back and set up a meeting so I can apologize to their teachers. Do y'all hear me? Do you, do you hear me when I say he is swift with me when it comes to checking how I am with, with people and not matching energy, but continuing to be the light that he has called me to be? That I don't get to be nasty when people are nasty with me. I can't be like that. I will have to apologize immediately. It don't matter how right I feel. He will have me apologize immediately. And I had to come up there and I had to sit up there in front of the teacher and the two directors. And I said, well, this morning I said X, Y, Z. And I wanted to apologize about that because I shouldn't have did that. 
the embarrassment. But that's what God calls me to do when my heart ain't right. So I don't get to match energy. And in all honesty, y'all, y'all don't want to match that type of energy. You don't want to match that. So I, I started speaking to the teachers again. Whether they spoke to me or not, it didn't matter. And then after that week went on, it was Labor Day. And when we came back that Tuesday after Labor Day, they were speaking to me again. God had to change their hearts. I can't change their hearts. I can't shift how somebody feels about me or feels about something that I've said or done. All I can do is continue being who God has caused me to be. He will shift their heart. He will do what he needs to do within them. He will write that as long as you are in the right and you doing what God has called you to do and you are standing and, and walking in, in, in what God has called you to do, he will handle that for you. He will make that right. So you don't have to worry about that. So just really think about that. Like when you're dealing with people who are nasty, when you're dealing with people who are rude, you don't have to match that, but continue to be who God has called you to be because God can use you to plant a seed in that person's life. And God can still use that same person the next day after they have been nasty to you. God can still use that same person to plant a seed into you, but you're going to miss it. If you are not willing to tolerate um, how they treated you in the past or how they act or their mannerisms or their behaviors, you're you're going to miss it. And you don't want to miss it, y'all. You just don't. You really don't. So, y'all, the jewel of the day is going to be be the light. And this references Matthew chapter 5, verse I put down 13 through 16, but I think this is 14 through 16. It says, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. So, be the light despite your environment, despite the things that you know about people, despite the things that you dislike about people. Learn to be tolerant of those who are different from you so that if God wants to use you, he can use you to the full extent that he wants to use you. Y'all, it is an honor to be used by God because he is not just using everybody. He is not just calling everybody to be on the front to minister to people, to talk to people, to pray for people, to put hands on. He is not just calling everybody to do that. God at that, because a lot of people will step out of God's alignment and do what they want to do for themselves. So it's only a little bit of people that God is calling to do this. So think about that the next time you encounter somebody who was nasty with you, who was rude with you. Be the bigger person. Be that light. Don't match their energy. Make them bring their energy so, up there with you. Y'all, that concludes episode three. Um, if you are still here, you are a real one. And I appreciate you so much for just staying and listening. Um, and please, y'all, give me grace with the stuff you knows because 
I could have waited, but I really just wanted to get this out, mainly because I had an encounter with somebody last night with a gentleman who was so rude to me and so nasty. And back in my days, when I wasn't walking with God, he would have got some words for himself. But I still planted seeds of God in him in love and life and understanding, even though I didn't understand nothing he was saying because he was assuming the whole time. He made a lot of assumptions and he was just so focused on his way being the right way or his thoughts being the right thoughts. And I was just calm and peace. And so why do you think that? So what did I say that made you think that? Oh, well, this is that. And I was just as sweet and calm as I can be. And it just irritated his soul so bad. And I, while he was saying, spewing mean things to me or things that were not true to me, I just continued planning love and life to him. Continue allowing God to show up in me. And then I disconnected because God know I don't play that. And I only got I only got a limit. I only got so much I'ma take. So go on and get this man up out of my life now. Go on, go on and do that. So yeah, so that was really why I just really wanted to get it out because I was really proud of myself for continuing to be who God has called me to be when in a past situation I would have acted up or I would have cussed them out and then blocked them. But I didn't even do that. Growth, y'all. That's growth. But y'all, thank you again. Peace, love, and blessings to you all. And I will see y'all on the next episode.